Hello and welcome to another Lake Washington High School Poetry Podcast. This is our eighth episode and we have another five great uh, student poems for you to hear. And so let's not waste any time and get started. Our first poet of the podcast will be Tori Bivens. I will never forget this feeling. Pent up anger. A revolving spear of fire in my core. Viciously eating away at everything I've had. Wishing I could go back. My veins going at a thousand miles per hour, the pressure building up and squeezing out every ounce of my existence. Depriving me of my dream, shattered into a billion pieces of hopeless shards. The searing pain, like salt in the wound, waking up in the middle of the night with hot tears escaping from my eyes, there is nothing I can do. I cannot go back in time, I cannot change the past, I cannot change the outcome. I should have taken my time, I should have taken a deeper breath, I should have worked harder, I should have pulled through, but no. The weight of the entire world rested upon my shoulders because the result depends so much on me. Dreaming about it, making you go insane because you want it so bad. Wanting it as much as you want to breathe and suffocating because no, not this time. But does that define me? Does that show the real person I am? Does this one failure account for every single hour I've put in? Every single heartbeat? Every single step? All of the blood, sweat, and tears I've given toward this game? Does this one outcome dictate my effort and the next opportunities I will receive? No. Guess what? My fire's still burning. I'm still here, ready to fight, ready for war. Working for a goal I have failed to achieve this time, but wait for next time. My motivation is only magnified. My will to compete is strengthened. The fighting tiger inside of me has only just gotten pissed off, and you best believe. I will be there again. Because let's face it, people. I need to breathe. And now here's our second poem. This one is by Asher DeForest. This poem is called Last Time in the Gary Classroom. I do not believe in ghosts, but there is a baby coffin at the bottom of what will soon be used to be. Over the summer, we sat in the theater with candles, reading poems we wrote at the graveyard where Bruce Lee is buried. 
I have been overly sincere and too snarky and uninspired and trite and over-edited and under-edited in this place. I read the best poem I have ever written in this place. I wrote the best poem I have ever written in this place. And starting about halfway through my freshman year, I came to the Gary classroom sporadically on Wednesday nights and tried to write a short story about a drag queen named Tom. I once told Karen Finneyfrock that I didn't write poetry. I wrote fiction. Now I write both. I write neither. I like to end where I started or not end at all. So I will end with this. No amount of dreamlike qualities, dreams, or qualities will take me back to the basement once it is gone. I hope I will be haunted. Here's a poem from Emma Odell. Hello. Um, this is called A Mole Doesn't Cry When Asked About Its Day. I would like very much to live in a small hole in the ground, like a mole, a small mole, possibly dug in the side of a hill. I would close off the entrance, keeping out the chill, pressures of summer. I'll keep myself out, but please tell my mother. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry that it had to be done. My knees are weak and it's a little more than deteriorating, holding everyone up on these pale, smooth shoulder blades. I'd smother my nose in dirt because I know where the suffocation is coming from. I can feel my spine being kept down by my esophagus, lips swallowing it down. I'm grateful I know who's responsible so I can thank them for a gag reflex card from steel and an artistry con to conduct a creative and well-rounded list of a hundred and one ways I could die. I've learned that when fire and ice embrace, they don't divide, they multiply, and when two extremes don't cancel out, they intensify. And sure, there's a lot of frostbite, but oh, how high bring the burn. If I was a mole on the side of a hill, I wouldn't seek the same misogynistic thrill as the field mice, thinking they can dive with no gills. It keeps my heart moaning. My heart is humming. Oh, someone, please help me. I think I'm becoming insignificant again, and that's the third time today. A mole doesn't cry when asked about its day. Flowers don't compare to blossom. They just do. And just like the seasons, everything has changes. When I was younger, I was com complimented on my charm and imaginative play. Who would have guessed I'd use it to create my own little hole eating up my brain? This hole feels like I'm taking up too much space. There's no space at all. Have you ever thought about how big space is? Everyone is so small. But maybe if I was a mole, a small mole, dug into the side of a hill where the heat chills dewdrops and the rain screams warmth, but really, that's quite silly. You see, in this world, people get shot down. Oh, Mr. Mole, I don't suppose we can make a deal. There's moments to experience and nothing to discuss, things to think too much about and everything to think too much.
Our fourth poem of the day is from a poetry club and poetry slam regular. This is from our own Lewis Nord. Okay, this poem is called Paper and Pencil. I wrote furiously, scribbling a mind full of words. Suddenly, looking up, time slowed. Is there a God? Could this be his master plan? What is a test? I was frozen. How many of my ancestors had done this? How many knew the ticking clock and the flying pen escaping a crashing, inevitable, ever-approaching fate? How many knew a pen at all? The proctor dozed off. The contrast, my mind demanded. Such slumber slides idly by, lazily and sin-free. No, called one. Forbid it, called another. Nay, called a third. The fourth spoke in an unrecognizable language. The fury of my mind nearly clouded the sudden brightness my heart had newly found. This is a test. That is a test. Look around. Nothing but a test. A master plan? Ha! I would be ridiculed had I been heard. These modern instruments seemed foreign to them. And yet, all knew the ticking clock. All knew the flying pen. And so, I wrote impassioned, crafting a heart into a message. Thank you. And to wrap it up, our final poem of the day is from D. Gordon. Hey there. I need to tell you something, something kind of personal. Some people say that there's something wrong with me, but I don't see it. I still look the same as any other person. So why does a label make that difference? A difference in the way others look at me? The difference where I don't have as many friends or why my parents won't talk to me? I'm gay. Yes, I see you rolling your eyes to the back of your head, and I hear you groaning because you don't agree with my life choices. But that's the thing, isn't it? It wasn't a choice. You make it seem like it was, but it really wasn't. You make it seem like I can change who I am so that maybe I'll be able to fit your stereotypical human. It doesn't work that way. No matter how hard you push, no matter what angle you look at it from, you can't change me. But I could do without the yelling of fag or queer, and also the shunning, because I'm getting really sick of looking at people's disgusted faces before seeing their back. It's not fair. I was born in the same place you were born in. I was raised the same. I eat the same food, drink the same drinks. Heck, I have the same grades as you. <laughs> Yet I'm the alien. A thing that you don't want to touch because you fear you may get infected. Or if you even talk to me, the devil's going to jump out of my mouth and drag you to hell. But I guess that's my payment for telling you that I'm into my own gender. So yes, I'm gay, but that doesn't mean I changed. I'm still the same person who you laughed with. I'm still the same person who, you, who was there when you needed a shoulder to cry on. 
sad thing is, all the shoulders I see are cold and uninviting. Let me tell you something else. I was born gay, and I'm going to die gay. You shouldn't seem so shocked. You would have realized it earlier if you weren't stuck in the mindset that every human that comes out of the uterus is straight. Thank you. so much once again for listening to the Lake Washington High School Poetry Podcast. We really appreciate you listening. A lot of us really enjoy doing this. We enjoy putting on the slams and performing, and uh, we owe a lot of people thanks, including the theater crew and Mark's staff for recording this for us. And uh, just if you are a student at Lake Washington High School, we'd love to have you join us. Come to Poetry Club in this next school year and definitely look out for the dates of our poetry slams this year one will be in november and one will be in may thanks a lot and have a great summer <laughs>